The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is, depending on whether you're listening or watching, Friday, November 5th, if you're listening on the podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, it could be Thursday, November 4th. That's right. You can watch us make the picks for week nine and every single week of the NFL season a day early if you hang out with us on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six or search for pick six in the YouTube. YouTube app. You want to come and chat with us, make fun of me? You can do it. We are live Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, after every single primetime game. Tuesday at 1 p.m., Ryan Wilson hosts a mock draft show, and Thursdays at 1 p.m., I'm joined by Pete Prisco and RJ White. What's up, guys? How's it going? Let me, let me get something out of the way. The jackass that sent the review about me, bring it, buddy. <laughs> bring it, buddy. <laughs> Uh, what did he say, uh, Devo? What, what was the uh, – he, uh, he, he said, said – He gave us four stars and said, fire Prisco. And he said, someone, good. The, the subject was good, but clean house. Oh, that's right. Good, yeah. Not that, not that we run a clean house because this house is filthy and repugnant. But he's saying clean the house. You got to clean the house. Get rid of the rats. So, so he, wants, he wants me and RJ gone or just me? Just you. All right. Oh, oh, his, I, uh, his username was his username was uh, K Port. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Like, no, <laughs> it was probably at J Gert. It was like J Gert or something. I don't know. Hey, I'll be. I'll be. If you want me to get off the podcast, if you don't want me, that's okay. Give me another hour to watch tape all afternoon. I'll be happy yeah, with people that. People like you here. Hey, by the way, since I haven't talked to you since uh, last Thursday, RJ, how about them Braves? Hell yeah, it was uh, it was a great and great uh, no sweat toward the end. So it just felt great being able to soak it in for for. I mean, you you can't count on them winning until you get to the sixth or seventh and they're up big and you're like, okay, I, mean, I think even then, I think like we're starting Joe, to get this. Joe Buck, Joe Buck was like, I was like, oh, Brian Snicker's been waiting for this for a long time. It's like it's yeah, a sixth inning, Joe. You you were in Houston when the Falcons were up twenty eight to three over the Patriots, like in the state, like you were a hundred yards away or whatever, however far away it is. Maybe, maybe don't do this. Okay. Maybe, maybe you don't bring up like the an Atlanta team cruising to a title in the city of Houston while you're on the mic, uh, you know, in the sixth inning, buddy. Uh, you guys right. both bandwagon jumpers. Is that what you are? Or you've been lifelong. Yeah, I've been on, been on this bandwagon since I was four years old, I think five years old. So yeah. Okay. You lived in Atlanta. Is that correct? RJ at one point? I lived in northeastern Alabama. We were right next to the highway that goes to Atlanta, so we were about okay. two hours outside. So, okay, Brinton, you're because the Braves were always on TBS in the South. Is that why? Uh, no, I mean, just you're just in the South. You're just a Braves fan. Okay. Yeah, I mean, everybody from Virginia, <laughs> maybe yeah, in Virginia, I mean, all yeah, the way like, down to to even Texas, you got Braves fans there. I mean, it's just it's incredible. Although it's weird, so like Eastern North Carolina is all Washington. Well, you know, former. They're Washington football fans, but they but they also Braves fans. It's a very bizarre, you know, like you, they didn't pick up on the Orioles. 
Did Felix Beyond get a hit in the World Series? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that means. He's a Braves guy who used to hit the hell out of the ball in the sixties. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but um, not not, not that old, not around in the sixties. <laughs> I'm not that big. Pete, were you? Uh, did you like the Boston Braves, or or were you more of a? No, I was. I, it's funny because I <laughs> I was more, much more of a baseball fan back in the day than I am now. The New York uh, Islanders, more, right? Yeah, I know more. I know more baseball players from back in the day than I do now. It's pretty amazing. That that is uh, that is pretty amazing. All right, let's. Uh, you know, you know, we don't need to delay it. Hey, go Braves! Awesome win. It, that's my first title for any one of my teams since 1995. I I thought as a kid, like I, I was a Duke fan growing up. Uh, obviously, switched when I went to NC State, which you know, in hindsight, pretty stupid of me. Um, but you know, I thought like you know the first like. 14 years of my life is just titles, titles, titles. It's like, oh, you, you just, your team just with titles. This is what happens. And then, you know, 1995 to 2021, nada. Finally, back on top. I'm trying to Maybe think I'm if the- I've ever had a title one in my – because I, I rooted for the New York Giants as a kid So and growing up. So and by the time I started covering the league, I don't root for anybody anymore. But I rooted for the yeah. Giants and when they won their first Super Bowl. So, yeah, that one counts. Uh, Knicks, yeah, they won some. That counts when I was a kid. It's been a while. Um, Yankees won plenty. If you're, uh, if you're a Yankees fan, what are you, what are you a Yankees fan? You got, I, I don't I was a Yankees fan when I was a kid. I was yeah, Yankees but like the Yankees have 27 titles. If you're a Yankees fan, you just don't even get to even complain about the possibility no. of not having titles laying draped all around your like draped all over the place, laying around the house. You're like Ty Webb and uh in Caddyshack. Yeah, but I was we used to about. go to the game. We used to go to the games when they were lean back in the day when Mickey Mantle was dragging his leg around and they were winning nothing. It was terrible. Yeah. But I, Arizona State's the one. That's the only one I root for now, and that ain't never happening. Uh, would you settle for? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a pie down hard. If you were watching on YouTube, you'll see that Debo has posted uh, our rundown, and it says in giant capital letters, "List of Arizona State football titles," and there's nothing there. No, there is nothing. Although in 1996, they should have won it that year. They blew it. Oh, is that Plummer? Yeah, the the guy didn't leave enough. He left too much time on the clock in the fourth. Do, um, would you settle for see like for us for NC State? I mean, like I sort of think at this point, I would like I would treat an ACC title like a championship. No, I don't because I've done that. They've done that already. Oh, okay, I mean, yeah. a national title is just really, really hard to do in college football. But, but at least get in the playoffs. That's all I want. I want to go sit at the fifty at a playoff game. That's all I want. And if you win it, we win it. If you don't, you don't. Sure, just want to solve solve. World but we need, we need to get Herm out of there. Got my one right here. If you can see it over my shoulder. Is that UT? Is it uh, the Vince Young game? The Vince Young game, best, best college football game, college of all time. game ever. That was and a great it was, game. It was glorious. Was Screamed my lungs yes. out. It was amazing. So you've got a man. So you've got Texas and Braves. Only thing left is for the Pete's prophecy to come true. And Buffalo Bills. Bills. Buffalo Bills. It's actually looking pretty good this year. I mean, for Pete, it really is. Yeah, I mean the Chiefs suck, and the Bills are starting to get rolling, and they're fourteen and a half point favorites in Jacksonville this weekend. Let's get to the games. More importantly, I think it's time to really settle in and 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 marinate on a recap of of last week's uh, last week's outcome. 
in terms of against the spread picks and, and how people did. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't looked, but let's just check it out. Uh, oh, 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 look at that. Interesting, interesting, interesting. No, wait a second. You went four and two. Is that counting? Is that counting the Vikings over? Yes. We're taking the Vikings over out because Dak didn't play. Debo, I need a really pizza. No. We can't take it out. No. I went four and one. No, I, I think what we've done over the past couple of years, we have not taken it out. We've gone with no. what we did on Thursday. You don't, yes. you don't take it out. I had I had Texans thinking Tyrod was going to play. I don't want that taken out. That's but that, literally that's said. It. But I mean, like, I would, I'm not taking that Dallas over if Dak doesn't play. I, but we could find probably a case a week or, or ten cases I mean, the a year. And I was like, right after this podcast, you, you just, you it, just it, don't play it happens it. all the time. You're eating it. Boo! I Still yeah, four and two. It, there was no there was no lock that he was playing this was all known when you made that pick. no it wasn't yes it, it was there was, was no uncertainty if he was playing was, yes it was yeah the line had moved i mean here's the other it, thing the line hadn't moved until after the podcast after right, we get over the podcast a live move from Vikings it doesn't matter you there, you there was still uncertainty whether, whether he was going to play you're not getting that one hey look the F student got a C minus this week, so let's clap for him. Four and one this week for me. Uh, four Bills and two. At four and one. I lost. The only thing I lost was the WFT Denver over. By the way, Washington. I mean, do something on someone else's on the other side of someone's field. Pathetic, man. I mean, it's ridiculous. Hey, I had uh, Washington in the game. That was one of my losers. That was one of your four losers. As you went three and four, RJ two and three. Tell I'm the moron who made the. Li- I made the late addition and added the Vikings. Otherwise, I would have been three and three. More. I'm glad I wasn't zero and five. I figured that by the time Brinson had a winning week, I would of course go winless. But two and three seems like an accomplishment here. I'm trying to think. Is this? Am I wearing a um? Which? Which? Uh, oh, this is Eagles. This is Eagles Patriots, not Patriots uh, Texans. I didn't know if I was wearing that. That's Super Bowl. That's Super Bowl. Uh, anyway. Overall records, we can just skip over that and move on to the actual games. Um, RJ and Pete both doing well. I'm still oh no, Pete under 500 now. Uh oh, 25 and 26. I'm 19 yeah. and 34. My God, that's so pathetic. RJ 28 and 21. If you want all of RJ's picks, you can go to sportsline.com/slash/join. Use promo code White to get your first month for a dollar. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button. Whether you're whether we're watching live or whether we are uh, whether you're watching on a replay, hit the like button. The more likes we get, the more we can give away pick six podcast items like uh, there's hoodies and t-shirts and pint glasses and all kinds of stuff. Let's get to by the way, our, our Ryan Wilson's uh, pop in parlay did not hit Lions, Bengals, and Titans. He had we a bad were, week. He had we a bad mushed, week we last him. week. We mushed him. Congrats, boys. We mushed him. We got it. We got him, guys. That's that's how you know that Wilson's in trouble when he pops on this podcast to like peacock around and talk about his picks. That's when you know the blimp is coming crashing down. Like it's yes, indeed. Yeah, he's it's a it's it's he's the helium balloon. Here it comes. Well, to be fair, I don't think he came on to brag about his picks. He just came to dunk on you. Really? That's right. Right, right, right. But when he's 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 look, it's there's regression coming, and it's going to come fast. I would. I mean, I'm not saying you should fade all of Wilson's picks every week moving forward, but. There's a decent chance he hits like 40% of his picks for the rest of the season. He's not not saying that either. I, lo- I looked at uh, the expert page, and it looks like all Will did was go down Bro Ryan's column and just take the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this week? No, I just <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know if that's true or not, but I just assume yeah. that's what you're doing. You're like, okay, what did he take? Oh, he's on the Bills. I got the Jaguars. Yeah, yesterday we were like, uh, we, were, we were doing the HQ. We were doing HQ, and um, and uh, I think it was Ryan Stryker who emailed us. was like, you know, 
what do you guys want for your pick and prop? And I was like leaning towards the Colts on Thursday night. Obviously, the game has already happened uh, by the time that people are listening on the podcast because we this comes out on Friday. But um, and Wilson was like, I've got Colts minus 10 and a half. I was like, I'll take the Jets. Just give me the Jets. Let's get to the actual games for this weekend. Though. Packers at the Chiefs. This uh, this talk about the wildest, one of the wilder swings you'll ever see uh, in terms of line movement. The Chiefs were favored by was it the Chiefs by four, and then the Packers three. I saw I saw three, and then it moved. So to the, Packers. Chiefs were, the Chiefs were minus three before the Monday Night Football game. Then the Chiefs mm-hmm. looked like crap against the Giants at home. It moves to Packers minus one, and then Aaron Rodgers' vax gate happens. And uh, Rodgers, who will be missed 10 games because he is uh, – what, what did he say? He 10, days. 10 days. 10 days. 10 days. 10 games, yeah. 10 days. Um, what did he say he was? Uh, immunized. 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 Right, right, right. He had said back in August he's immunized. He's been flaunting the league's uh, COVID policies, not wearing a mask on the sidelines, et cetera, et cetera, acting as if he was vaccinated. It turns out he was not vaccinated. He took some – I think apparently his, his girlfriend, uh, Miss Woodley, who's a Hollywood actress, has some kind of uh, at-home vaccination thing, which is, that's kind of exciting, uh, but does not qualify under league policies. Rogers actually asked the, he petitioned the NFL to allow his holistic home medicine vax to count. The NFL said no dice. So basically everybody's known he hasn't been vaxxed and yet he's just been operating like this. I'm curious to see what the league does to the Packers. It would be hilarious if they take away a first round pick from him. They won't take it away. They'll find, they'll find him like a 500 grand or something. That's a lot of money. For uh, I mean, for you know, Packers owners, it's a dollar a piece. Uh, anyway, now the Chiefs are minus seven and a half because Aaron Rodgers won't play in this game. The Packers actually uh, look, might, looks like it might come back down to seven based on that. Uh, the juice on the Packers there over under forty eight. Pete, are you uh, are you in? Dare I say, love with the Packers? I'm taking the Packers. I think this is a way way big of an overreaction. I just think. They're going to run the ball. It's not like the Chiefs' defense is any good. I mean, they're not. They haven't stopped anybody. They are getting a little bit better, and the offense has been disjointed. It just hasn't looked very good. Mahomes hasn't looked very good. I thought Monday night was going to be the game they got back on track. It didn't happen. I'm not going to see him get back on track in a big way in this one. So if you're going to give me over a touchdown, I don't. Rodgers isn't there, but they can run the ball. So run the ball. Keep the game lower scoring. I'm taking the Packers plus the seven and a half. Yeah, we get to see now what Jordan Love will do in this offense when they envisioned drafting him, you know, a couple of years ago, and uh, he's been sitting. So um, he got the benefit from full week of practice as a starter since this happened earlier in the week. He doesn't get thrown into the fire last minute. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is worth more than seven and a half points. I think that it is fair to move it. I would move it more just because of his his experience and what we've seen with him. Um, so, I, you know, if I was reopening the line, I probably would have opened it higher. But I also don't trust the Chiefs to cover a big number against anyone right now. I like the Giants on Monday. Um, and the Chiefs just look like they're stumbling over themselves. This is a much bigger game for the Chiefs based on the standings, but it, and it's a tough road environment for for Green Bay and for Love making a start. So um, to me, there's a better chance that Love is solid rather than Kansas City fixing all the issues that Pete talked about in one week. So I would lean that way too, the way he's saying. Um, but uh, I think the better play here at this number is to tease it down, get it under back under a three. So Chiefs uh, minus one and a half is part of my teaser. I've got the uh, Packers as the best bet. Seven and a half is just too much. I, I don't. I don't disagree that Aaron Rodgers is a a huge, huge factor when it comes to the spread. Like he's, you know, the reigning MVP. He's played awesome football. You know, 
clearly you'd much rather have Aaron Rodgers, you know, based on last week, you'd much rather have uh, Devontae Adams miss a game than Aaron Rodgers miss a game if you're a Packers fan. But uh, the Chiefs just aren't playing good football right now. And Green Bay sort of has the formula where they can keep it close, run the football, you know, play your two eye safeties, force it, uh, Patrick Mahomes to take stuff underneath. I mean, we've seen this happening week after week after week where there's this, uh, you know, there's a defense – the defensive, for, defensive and offensive formula for uh, four teams that are playing against the Chiefs, and I think the Packers can replicate that even if they don't have Aaron Rodgers. Now, we're, I'm not, I'm not expecting them to win, but I do think they'll keep it close. And remember, we we've seen this before in this matchup. This is uh, I think twice in was it wasn't last year? Was it two? Was it two years ago when uh, Mahomes missed? And uh, and and uh, and uh, I've said Matt Moore, Chad Henney. Uh, almost either led him to victory or, or kept it close against the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. So I think it's possible that that we see Jordan Love flirt with a win in this game, but ultimately the Chiefs come away. I like the idea of that teaser, RJ. I think it, I just think it falls in the number here. Okay. Yeah, they're uh, they're. I'll get to my second leg too. I think they're three clear teaser legs, especially if you can get one number uh, that we all like. It. We'll get to that here in a second. I bet we will. And it is uh, Sunday Night Football. Titans at the Rams. The Titan, the Derrick Henry-less Titans, who, uh, by the way, just saw this. And it was, I uh, saw Evan Silva tweet about it. But it was it was something along the effect of Todd Downing, the Titans offensive coordinator, said that he would be crazy to, uh, let's see. He said, I'd be doing the us offense a disservice if I jerked the wheel on our identity at this point of the season with Derrick Henry out. So no Derrick Henry just keep running the same offense with Jeremy McNichols. I'm sure that'll work out perfectly well. The Rams are seven and a half point favorites total here at 53 and a half, Pete. Yeah, and look, you defend them differently. With no Derrick Henry, you get to play the safeties off, and that's going to put more pressure on Tannehill to throw the football. You know, where's Julio Jones? Where, you know, those guys, you need those guys out there if you're going to change the way you play. And, and he can talk all he wants about it. He's not going to change the way he plays. Defenses will mandate you change the way he plays. So uh, I think I think you can w- want to run the ball. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball as well. But I also think defensively they're bad. I know they play better lately, but they're not a good defense. This offense for the Rams can score, and they're going to score a lot of points. So I, I think both teams will get some points, get some chucks down the field from Tannehill, and the Rams will score. So for that reason, the over is a best bet for me in this one. Oh, he's over 53 and a half. The look ahead here was Rams minus four. And while Von Miller is a big part of that move, getting Von Miller, um, you're not going to move the line a ton based on that a defensive uh, you know, upgrade. It's an over adjustment for Derrick Henry net, I think, um, this three and a half point move. Uh, the Rams have had cake matchups for three straight weeks, and it's hard to gauge kind of how good they are. I mean, I have them as a top three team in my power ratings, um, so I'm not saying they're bad or anything, but we just don't know anything about them when you're playing playing cake teams over and over every week. Um, I do have Tennessee still above zero in my, my ratings as a pass first team. So I think they're above average. Julio did return to practice Wednesday. So if he's able to play, I think the Tennessee can keep it close. I would put this line at Titans plus six or Rams minus six, obviously. Um, but I'm not going to make that a best bet. What I'm going to do is I still think the Rams win the game. I'm, I'm with Pete there. So I'm going to put that as part of the teaser. So tease Rams down to minus one and a half along with the chiefs at minus one and a half. That'll be my teaser this week. I I wish this was like six and a half so I could take the Rams because I think the Rams can blow them out. But, you know, with the Titans' ability to score and the requirement of them to sort of crank up the pass, like I don't buy what Todd Downing's saying. I think he, I think he's going to have to throw, you know, especially against the Rams who we've seen them up with, with 38, with 31 points 
in the game against multiple basement dwellers uh, in the Texans and the Giants. They continued to throw. I don't know if I love the 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 decision to release uh, Deshaun Jackson because I felt like he was still a viable deep threat. But I understand why you know if he's if he's being a sourpuss in the locker room or whatever, you got to get rid of him. Uh, the addition of Von Miller though, I do love, and I anticipate him playing this game. I think he'll get after uh, Ryan Tannehill, and ultimately the, the Titans will just have to chase points here. The Rams will probably give up. Uh, we saw him against the Texans; they gave up points late in garbage time. So. I see a situation where the Rams score big, score early, and then the Titans are coming back and throwing, and the Rams will have to kind of keep their foot on the gas uh, here in order to make sure the Titans don't storm, uh, don't don't manage to like like pull off some crazy comeback. So I like the over here as well on Sunday Night Football. That is a best bet for me. Cardinals minus one at the 49ers over under forty six. Pete. Yeah, and the Cardinals are a good team, but when Kyler Murray's banged up, he's a different quarterback, and they're different offensively. We saw that last year, and he's banged up. I mean, he's really banged up. And and so I don't think he's the same quarterback when he's hurting. He's a small guy. He's got to get outside the pocket. It's hard to move when you're hurt. And we saw what they did last year when he got hurt. So um, I, Jimmy Garoppolo played out – for him, he played outstanding last week against the Bears. Now, the Bears were banged up as well. But he did a really good job of moving the football around, and he even ran it a couple of times for touchdowns. So for that reason, I just think in the division game, I'm taking the 49ers. I think they win this game outright and uh, because Murray's banged up, and it's a different offense. And DeAndre Hopkins isn't a lock to play either. He's got an injury, and he was mispracticed on Wednesday. A.J. Green's on the COVID list. So I know they're deep at receiver, but at some point, you know, it's you're throwing to Rondale Moore as your number one or Christian Kirk, and it, it's kind of the offense you, you've had uh, before you even got DeAndre Hopkins at that point. So this line was three. It came crashing down to pick him on Tuesday with the uncertainty with Kyler. There was some buyback, it looked like. It looked like, I guess there's some optimism that he will play. Um, to me, it looks like he's trending toward not playing, and even if he does, like Pete said, he's going to be severely limited. Um, San Fran's offense coming off of that impressive winning in Chicago with those guys missing, like Pete said. Defense didn't really look great there, and I'm less worried about their defense if they're facing Colt McCoy. Um, Arizona won the, fir- the first meeting. It was a close game, though. San Fran outgained him in yardage, and Trey Lance was at quarterback. So, I mean, that's a little bit, a little bit of a downgrade to the San Francisco offense there. So, um, I'm also on a best bet of 49ers plus one um, because I think Kyler does sit. This was the other possible teaser. Like, I, you know, I'd like to get it above seven, but I think you're fine teasing it up to plus seven if all you can get is minus one. Actually put Chiefs, Cardinals, in a teaser because um, I had um, uh, the Rams earlier in the week with the Cowboys when that line was still a little bit lower. So I could tease them under three. So those are kind of my two teasers I'm riding this week. Uh, well, but in the parlay, because I like the 49ers as well. Obviously, I was on the 49ers before the season. And this is just a good buy spot. They're at home. Um, you know, they're an underdog, a home dog in a division game where we learned la- the last time these two teams played, it was like, all right, you know, we think San Francisco is probably better. It, it, we, San Francisco was like heavily favored by more than three points. Not heavily favored, but they were favored by more than three points at Arizona. I guess that's right, isn't it? That's that seems crazy in hindsight, doesn't it? That the 49ers were there were like three and a half point favorites in Arizona against a team that was undefeated just a week ago. I think you just take, I mean, I know it's taking the points. You're not really getting a whole lot of cushion with plus one, but I want to take the points in these division games. And I really want to take the points if it's possible that Kyler Murray doesn't play because. I mean, what do we think, RJ? This line moves to 49ers minus five or six if Kyler doesn't play? Yeah, I think you have to value him at least six points. I'd probably go seven, seven and a half. I mean, yeah, he's been a little limited. He hasn't played as well the last few weeks. But if it's pick him, you know, with the uncertainty um, already baked in and it was three, um, you know, maybe move it to to four, four and a half um, if he's out. 
Yeah. And uh, as uh, Jacob points out in the chat, uh, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube right now, smash that like button, hit the subscribe button while you're at it. Hit the alert button, bash all the buttons, except the thumbs down. one. don't hit that one. Um, hit the thumbs up button right there by the share button. Hit the like button. Go do it now. Um, as Jacob says, you could just take the 49ers money line at plus 100 instead of taking them plus one. It, I mean, minus 110. I, I have no problem with that, right? I mean, it's the same, same. I mean, if the 49ers lose by one, you would theoretically save yourself, but you get yeah, you know, less at risk. Anyway, basically the same bet, right? Uh, yeah, I like the 49ers. I think they win this one. And if you, I mean, that's one where you bet it now too, because if Kyler is out, as we just point out, that line moves a ton. And we've seen Kyler down the stretch last year when he was all banged up. I mean, they don't, he doesn't play nearly as well when he's dealing with these injuries because he's, he's more hesitant to run. And when you take away, I know he hadn't run as much this year, but when you take away some of that mobility, uh, all of a sudden it, it limits what he can do. So give yeah, me and it's the not just running, running to run, it's running to throw. Correct. Yeah, it's not like he hasn't been doing these design runs or running a bunch no. this season, but he he has th- he has run around in the backfield a bunch and made big throws and made big plays, and that's a big part of his game. And so if he's limited, uh, that, that will change things. Or if Colt McCoy plays, you feel really good about San Francisco. So put and that in the parlay. That is I, uh, a best bet I do for think, me as well. I do think that if, you, if you're not a believer in San Fran, I would still – and you think Kyler is going to miss the game, I say play it now anyway for a small play because you can come up with a, a much bigger play you know, later in the week, if he does get ruled out um, and San Fran is four and a half, you could take the Cardinals for a much bigger spot. You'll then get that window. Um, but your, 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 your more confident play is obviously going to be the bigger one uh, after that move. Sure. I agree. I agree with that. If you like the Cardinals Falcons at the saints, saints minus six over under 42. I know that, I mean, like you can kind of blindly guess that, that some, you know, Pete Prisco, the world's biggest Taysom Hill fan probably very excited about betting on the saints here and uh and, and Taysom hill in this spot at home against a division rival no i'm on the other side <laughs> and it's not because of, and it's not because of him but it goes back to my theory on big game emotions and we've seen it again we've seen it play out every single time this year it happened with the rams and the and then they lost to the cardinals after they beat the bucks it happened when the Ravens put a ton into beating the Chargers and then lost at home to the Bengals. The Bengals won that game, put a ton into that, went to the Jets and lost. And I think that we it, the Bills beat the Chiefs on the road, went to Tennessee and lost. I just think when you put so much effort and so much time and so much resources into winning a big game, you're naturally going to be let down the next week. And and this is always a rivalry anyways, like each other. They, the Saints are a better team in a normal spot. I might not take the Falcons here, particularly with Ridley not playing, but I'm taking them plus the six because I think all of that will be in play here and it will not be a blowout. The interesting thing is it opened at six. It, it, it moved down a little bit to five and a half early in the week, either Tuesday or Wednesday. Now we're showing at um, at Caesars at six and a half. So it seems like there's been some some movement. Some people believe in the Saints. It's interesting they're favored by six, six and a half, considering they just lost their quarterback. It kind of tells you how bad Atlanta is. Um, I figure New Orleans commits to the run game here against that Atlanta defense that just gave up 203 rushing yards. Um, Atlanta down a weapon with Ridley stepping away. Quality Saints defense, I think, is going to be able to stop them. So I think just in terms of team strength, even without the quarterback, six is where I have it now. So I'm not looking to play the spread. I would kind of look to the under a little bit, thinking that uh, it's going to be a game where the Saints are moving the ball on the ground, the clock's chewing up, and the Falcons aren't scoring many points anyway. 
I mean, look at that total too. 42 for a Saints Falcons game. What a what a world we live in. I, I would agree with you on the under. I don't think it's a high scoring game. We have um, you know, we we have a team in the Falcons that is has beaten, I believe, the Giants, Jets, WFT, and lo- just lost to the Panthers. I mean, they got blasted by the only good team they played, the Buccaneers. The Saints are a good team, maybe not on offense right now, but on defense, uh, they are very good and they can run the football. I think they blow out the Falcons here in a sort of a a come-together game uh, post-Jameis Winston injury where they try to figure out the quarterback situation on the fly. Not a best bet for me uh, with the Saints, I don't believe. Debo, did I send that in? No. Uh, but I do like the Saints to win big here, and I think they will cover. Vikings at the Ravens. The Ravens, minus six with a, a surprisingly high over-under. 49 and a half here, Pete. Yeah, I was a moron last week. I bucked all my trends and said Kirk Cousins can't play well in big games, and he doesn't, and I picked him anyways as one of my best bets like an idiot. Uh, I'm going back to him this week, though, because it's not really a big game. In the terms of the landscape, it's not a big game. I'm back I'm back to Kirk Cousins. I think he's going to move the football. I thought they were really predictable on offense against the Cowboys. Uh, if he hits the shot down the field to Justin Jefferson to make it 14 nothing, which he should have hit, it's a different game. He missed it, and then he went in the tank the rest of the way. He'll play better here. The Ravens are coming off a bye. I think both teams will score points, but I'm going to take the points again. I, I, that's my theme this week. I'm taking – I think it's too many. I'll take I'll take the Vikings and the points. Minnesota should be embarrassed against that awful, that awful performance against Cooper Rush. It, it was pathetic. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know how, how – why – we had to make that pick, Pete. I know you're saying, oh, big spot, whatever, and uh, we, we play against him. But you knew that line was going to move and if Dak was going to be out. So you just had to take that value. And Minnesota came up way short. I mean, they have Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, one of the highest-priced quarterbacks in the league, and they still scored 20 points in three of their last four games. So I think Mike Zimmer has long lost his fastball on defense. I can't just blindly trust he's going to figure things out at this point. They lost Daniel Hunter for the year. And they can't exploit that Baltimore weakness now at, at, at tackle that we know that that's been a problem this season with Ronnie Stanley out because their best pass rusher is now on the shelf. Baltimore's had two weeks to stew on that Cincinnati loss during their bye. I think they're going to take it out on Minnesota here. Um, they also lost last year coming out of the bye to Pittsburgh. They dominated the stats in that game. Um, so it's a fake result. I don't want to count that they're bad coming out of the bye. They just absolutely bludgeoned them. And they had that Spillane interception that, that kicked that off. And um, they really outplayed uh, the Steelers despite the, uh, the scoreboard there. So I think they typically play well coming out of the bye. You just have to you know avoid weirdness like that to cover. Um, I'm a heavy lean on Baltimore minus six. I was going to play it as a best bet at five and a half. Six, I'm like, I'm probably still going to play it at this point. But, but I'm going to wait a little bit, see if I can get a, at least that six back and it comes back down. I've got the I got the uh, Ravens as a best bet, and basically, I just don't I don't think Minnesota has it. Now, this could be end up being a shootout just because when the um, when we see the Vikings, we talk about this every week, but it's like the Vikings are more than willing to raise the uh, the plays run floor of every single team in the NFL. Whoever they play, they get you know. They want to run the football. They want to be Dalvin Cook. They want to be Alexander Madison. They want to pound the football and play great defense. That's what Mike Zimmer wants to do. But as RJ points out, he ain't got it. You know, like they they can't. They're not good. They're they're bad against the run. Um, Daniel Hunter's missing. Patrick Peterson's missing. This defense is hemorrhaging guys. And the Ravens offensively, they're passing a lot more than they have uh, in years past with Lamar Jackson. And they should be able to find plenty of success uh, both on the ground and in the air against a Vikings defense that is fairly toothless. Uh, We just saw this. Did the total go up while we were talking about this game? Up to 50? Did it move up half a point? Um, 
I mean, it, I can see a shootout here. I could also see Baltimore just dropping 40 plus on, on the Vikings out of the bye. I will take the Ravens minus six as a best bet. The Raiders are minus three at the Giants with an over under of 46 and a half. Obviously, the Raiders are, uh, you know, look, this is the second time in a month where something. I mean, uh, the Henry Ruggs thing is a is a tragedy. It's awful. Um, it, you know, a lot somebody someone lost their life because he made multiple poor decisions, and he will probably end up going to jail for a pretty lengthy amount of time based on what we've seen so far. Um, I, I don't mean to like lump it with the John Gruden stuff, but it is you know in in a month. I mean, it is like almost unprecedented. Uh, like. I don't mean if controversy is the right word, but just like an unprecedented circumstance occurring around this team. The last time when Gruden resigned, they uh, really they rallied and, and took and beat the Broncos. This, I mean, I don't I, I don't know what you do here. Uh, if, if you know how, if you're the Raiders, how you sort of gather yourself and go on the road with with what's going on around the team off the field. Uh, Raiders minus three, Pete over under forty six and a half. Yeah, and that that's. Somewhat why I'm playing the Giants and here is one of my best bets. Uh, but also, you're going on a long way for a trip. That's a long trip. Um, and I, I usually like to look at those and see how they handle it. And, and I think if you have uh, a team that hasn't had these kind of issues before, I'd say, okay, well, they've handled them before. But how many of these can you handle? And, and that's the question. And, and so from that standpoint, I think the Giants, I know they're still a little hurt. They got some injuries, but maybe I'll have Galladay back this week. That'll help them. And I thought they played pretty hard uh, against the Chiefs, and, and that's a good sign. So I think they'll play hard. I, I think they actually will win the game. I think this is one of those spots where you're going to get the home team and get three points. I'll take it. The Raiders did play well um, after the Gruden dismissal, and that's kind of more of a shock to the system to me, a very sudden, this is sudden as well, but that's your coach, that you lose your coach, that's the leader of the organization. Um, I don't know about that locker room, whether Henry Ruggs was a team leader. Um, I would guess probably not. I think Derek Carr is kind of the guy they look to to, to be the leader of that team. And, um, you know, his words, um, you know, he he showed some compassion for Ruggs, compassion for the family. It seems like he's kind of got his head on straight there, and he might be able to lead them through this. I, I do think that team-wide, this is a easier situation to deal with and to pick up the pieces from and move forward from than the Gruden, you know, cause that's, he is that organization when, when he, you lose him, you know, it's a shock to the system and they overcame it and they've played well. Um, and they were able to reset on the buy and then this stuff happened. So I don't think they're going to fall apart. I think they showed their resilience. Um, I do think both these teams are a little bit underrated by the market. Uh, we're not really buying into the Raiders as much as we probably should be at this point. Um, but the giants have played better offensively than, than I think their record suggests as well. I think Joe judge, I mean, you know, it the, the stuff is tragic. Joe Judge is just pathetic. He's complaining about headsets. Oh, He's yeah. like, NFL needs to look into this. Um, and they they did, and they're like, yeah, we didn't find anything. I mean, you got to be accountable for your own mistakes. And I don't know how you can be the owner of that team or management of that team and want to keep this guy around uh, when he's doing this, complaining everywhere else but inward with, with what's going on here. So um, I think that was kind of embarrassing. I would lean to Vegas. I just think they're a stronger team. Um, I don't really care mo too much about the road trip since they're coming off a of bye week. Um, so, so, yeah, I would lean that way, but I'm probably just staying away. Uh, I'll take the the Giants here. I don't feel good about it by any stretch of the imagination. I, all I can think about is that game in, uh, in what was it, 2019 when the Raiders went on the road to New York and lost 34-3 to to the Jets. And then last year they almost lost to the Jets in MetLife Stadium as well. They, I think they won by three points. You know, this is uh, – 
the the rugs thing just from a football perspective i mean it ma- it matters like he he was a really important player and he's playing some good football um you know all of a sudden you lose that kind of deep threat and i don't know how they replace it and for, again from a football perspective i don't know how they come out and like just you can't just replicate that sort of uh you know uh, uh, de- ability to get deep quickly so i i will take the giants but i don't feel great about it certainly wouldn't be a best bet i'm with you rj joe judge i mean what is this guy doing like you i mean the nfl even looked at even issued a statement like 45 minutes later with it or maybe the next day whatever it was they're like we looked at the equipment and there was nothing wrong with it and we haven't heard from the Giants all season long about these issues with their equipment. So Joe Judge is just making up this excuse eight weeks into the season about how his headset doesn't work in any stadium that he goes to as if the NFL is systematically targeting the New York Giants to take them down via faulty like equipment and headsets. What are, what are you doing, man? It's pathetic. Like, this well, what is- do you, Brinson, you know, what do you do when you lose at Madden? I blame the controller and I claim the, the internet monkey. Exactly. I throw <laughs> the controller and I call my brother a jerk or I call my son a, a, a sussy baka. And I say, no, we're done playing here. Like if I lose it, uh, yeah, same thing. If I lose it, super smash bros. Um, I call him a cheater. I call my seven year old son a cheater and I storm out of the room and I, and I blame <laughs> the controller. It's, it's what it, it would any grown man does. RJ. Uh, yeah. Giants, but don't feel good about it. It's yeah. Gross. By the way, Giants leading rusher in 2021, Daniel Dimes. Uh, since Jason Garrett took over, the Giants have the only team that has less points per game than the Giants who are at 18.2 are the Jets at 15.5. The Giants also run the fewest plays per game with motion of any team in the NFL, 17.6, since Jason Garrett took over. So in case you uh, weren't aware, Jason Garrett. But this year, Jacksonville runs fewer plays with motion. Oh, do they? Yeah, this year yeah. they do. Oh, fancy Pete. Um, so the YouTubers think you checked out, Pete. You're like you're like reading a book or like eating a banana. Or no, something. I'm I'm listening to you babble like I always do. <laughs> Move it along. He only, he only checks it, it he only checks out when I'm talking. So Move it along. No, I you're, listen. We're moving along. Um we're we're like we're like halfway through, which is a perfect time to tell you that if you want to wear some custom clothes. If you want some the best custom clothes, perfectly manufactured and tailored to your specific body type, there's nothing better than Indochino. I can tell you because, I mean, not like I've been wearing Indochino every single day for the last year, but I have had to go to several weddings. In fact, one was a second wedding. And I, you know, look, I'm not exactly in the same shape I was when the pandemic started, right? A little bit, you know, a little bit more robust perhaps. And I needed to figure out how to get clothes that were perfectly tailored to me so i went to go into chino and you go you can log on to the website and you fill out like 50 10 different things like your shoulder size your waist size you know you, you measure yourself at home and then you fill those out and you get these custom fitted shirts sent right to you you don't have to be stuffed into a shirt that you thought fit nine months ago or 18 months ago or whatever it was you get this cool uh indochino custom shirt sent to your house you put it on you look fantastic there is nothing better than a custom fitted shirt sent directly to your house i don't like going out and seeing people pete you would like this you don't like seeing people you don't like no, I don't. People. I don't. Right. But but I don't see anywhere on their website where it says barrel chest with turtle arms. Fit that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> turtle arms. Little tiny turtle. Yeah, I got little short arms. You know, I got short yeah. arms. That's a problem. Um, 
look, I like I don't I don't I don't like seeing people. I don't like uh, interacting with people in in person. I don't mind doing. You went to my. somebody's second wedding. You clearly like interacting with okay, people. I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm just I, I like <laughs> I like people. I don't like interacting with strangers. I don't want to go shop for clothes anywhere else. I want to be able to get custom fitted stuff sent my to my house without dealing with anything. And Indochino does just that they offer completely fitted custom suits shirts casual wear and more at surprisingly affordable prices every piece is made to your exact measurements and you can customize every detail you want to add rwb on the pocket of the you, shirt you 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 monogram your shirts there's oh, no yeah, doubt yeah, yeah, indochino, indochino monograms that bobby brinson on that sleeve rwb3 that's right rwb iv I'm actually the first, but um, you get the point. You can choose everything about your suit from the fabric, lapel, monogram, and statement linings. You can create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly. And the best part, Indochino suits start at just $3.99 with all customizations included. They're now open at select Nordstrom stores. So maybe if you do like dealing with people, you can uh, you can go you can go and get your great fitted Indochino clothes uh, at a Nordstrom. Find your nearest location at Indochino.com. And right now, you can get 50 dollars off any purchase of $3.99 or more by using promo code PICK6 at checkout. That's $50 off a purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code PICK6. Okay. By the way, I... I, I and Brinson, that's promo code PICK6, P-I-C-K-S-I-X. Yes, thank you. Thank you. S-I-X. Not that with the, not the, the letter six, not the number six. By the way, I, I almost lost it in that in talking about that because somebody wrote in the chat, uh, use, use promo code turtle arms for 10% off. <laughs> not bad, not bad. But, but back to the, back to going to somebody's second wedding. Did they actually have as a wedding, like a ceremony and all that you went to, you had to get dressed up and you went. Yeah. It was uh, up oh, in Charlottesville. It was on a Friday a hard, actually. Wait. So they got divorced. They got remarried. Is that it? No, 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 no. It's his so, second wife. Oh, second wife. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have like a second wedding. No, no, no. They wasn't like a second wedding. For okay, so team. like he ditched the first wife and then got remarried. Well, I don't know if it ditched. Yes, I mean, ditched maybe not. They, he separated from the first wife and then got remarried, yes. Prisco, yeah. more importantly, Brinson went to this wedding in Charlottesville and couldn't speak for an entire week after the fact. That is oh, that was the weekend. Okay, all right. My wife, yeah, my wife couldn't go because we couldn't find anybody to watch Robbie. So I was up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you really make a real effort to go to the second wedding. I'm, I'm with wedding. you. I've skipped second. I've, I've skipped a second wedding before. Did you go to the first one? No, oddly enough, I didn't. Um, because it's a long <laughs> story, but it was on a Sunday. His first wedding was on a Sunday. His second wedding was on a Friday. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a big no go on second weddings. I skipped uh, the second wedding of two people who met at my wedding. It was a second wedding for one of the people, and they it was the first wedding for the other person. But they, they the two people wedding was and then was, got the, what, was the person married who at the time of your wedding? <laughs> you met oh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you home wrecker. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That would be uh, that would be odd though. But no, now they uh, those two people who met at my wedding are now are happily married with two kids. Um, I haven't seen them in forever, but they're uh, great people. Uh, so Princeton isn't a, is Princeton isn't a complete mush. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> that's right. Just with his fo- that's with his football picks, RJ. <laughs> that's right. Just with the football picks. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. Though second weddings, you can't if you want to if you want to skip a second wedding, you can skip a second wedding with with zero repercussions. And then then there's always the vow renewal. 
Oh, that's just ridiculous. What did they do? <laughs> what are you what are you trying to get past? <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I hear somebody, oh, we're gonna have a vow renewal. What did he do? What did she do? What did you do? Yeah. Somebody did something. Somebody did why something did... to get these vows renewed. Like yeah, it's just not a, yeah, you know, right. you don't love each other that much. I'm telling no. you that. <laughs> well, what did yeah. he do or what did she do? Somebody did something. That's exactly right. Uh all right, let's keep it moving. Chargers. Oh, I'm actually I'm on my second wedding with the Chargers. Broke up with them after they ditched Phillip Rivers, and I'm sort of back on them. I kind of love the Chargers now. Chargers minus one and a half at the Eagles over under of 50 here, Pete. Yeah, and here's the thing about the Chargers. Three weeks ago, you and your Twitter cult posse were putting Staley in the Hall of Fame. Oh, he's the greatest. Look how he goes for it all the time. Oh, my gosh. We've never seen anything like this. And look how look at his speeches on Twitter. It's the greatest thing in the world. And two games where he's just been totally outcoached by two of the best. And now all of a sudden you're thinking, well, who are the Chargers? He's taken and the offensive system has taken a gunslinger in Justin Herbert and turned him into a guy who's not close to being the same guy he was a year ago. Something's wrong there. And so I don't have a real feel for this team. I really don't. Going east, I know that's always a challenge, but I just think I'm going to put all my my faith in Justin Herbert to get it going and get it right in this spot. So I'll take the Chargers, but I'm concerned about the way they're playing. I have concerns as well. I thought they did play better last week coming out of the bye. Um, I have a best bet on the Chargers, minus one and a half. I, this line steamed toward the Eagles early in the week. I was a little bit suspicious of that considering the early week timing. It seemed like, you know, apt for a head fake and getting getting sharp was getting money down at one or one and a half. Uh, Philly ran all over a bad Detroit team. Uh, we, you know, and Chargers have a terrible rush defense, so maybe they could do the same here. I don't know if they they commit to that game plan though, because now they're going up against an offense held by helmed by Justin Herbert, so it's a little bit different than going up against the Detroit offense. Um, so I think it's tough to go all in on Philly, considering they were looking at trading Cox before the deadline. And so when Fletcher Cox's name is popping up in trade rumors, if you're in that locker room, I don't know how much you you think that you can compete this year. If it seems like management doesn't think you can compete this year, so the Chargers offense needs to get better on first and second down. They've been atrocious on first and second down and great on third down early in the year, and that's why they were having success. Philly's defense is 26th on third down and 29th in the red zone. So in those key spots, they're being the defense is letting them down, and I think the Chargers can take advantage of that. I probably have them rated too highly um, with my number of Chargers minus 3.5, but I don't think it's that far off. So 1.5, I'm getting good enough value um, to, to lay them as a best bet here. I've got the Chargers as a best bet as well. This is a team that has, I think, is undervalued right now because of their two... Uh, was it two consecutive losses, right? Didn't they lose the... Yes, two uh, consecutive losses. Yeah, that's right. The uh, Chargers, everyone, uh, the Twitter cult, my Twitter cult, the ha-ha, yuck-yuck uh, Twitter cult decided that to, to, to praise Brandon Staley and heap all the praise on him, and he has since lost to John Harbaugh and Bill Belichick. Well, Harbaugh and, and the Ravens put a beating on him going into the bye. The Chargers were able to, I mean, the Patriots, excuse me, were able to uh, go out west and, and steal a win, 27-24, close game, obviously. The But the Patriots are, I think the Patriots are a good team. I don't think the Patriots are as bad as people think. Uh, we'll get to them in a minute. But, you know, this is a this is an Eagles team that is not good. And the Chargers are more than capable of of taking to the sky and, and lobbing the ball all over this Eagles defense. Philly thump Detroit, but Detroit's awful. I, I think I just think the the outcomes of the last 
two weeks or so is skewing the value here. I like the Chargers to win the game and to cover the one and a half as a best bet as so well. You guys both have you both have it as a best bet. Throw it in right. there as the parlay because I like them too. But I, I just I'm concerned about them. Okay. All right. Chargers and 49ers in the parlay. Chargers minus one and a half. 49ers plus one. And again, with the 49ers, go ahead and bet that parlay. We'll we'll get the last leg here in a second. Texans at the Dolphins. The one and seven Dolphins, Pete, are minus six and a half. I mean, what a world. 45 and a half is the over-under here. Tyrod Taylor is, according to all reports, trending like he's going to come back this week, which I would think will move this line if it hasn't already moved a little bit. Yeah, it's probably a bloated um, I, look, yeah, I don't know half now on, uh, on Caesars, but we're, yeah, I don't love this game. I mean, anytime you have two bad teams, it's hard to evaluate the game and these two teams are bad. And normally in that situation, I'll take the home team. Uh, but again, that spread is gigantic. I'll, I'll still take the dolphins because I think two has actually played some decent football and, and the, you know, the offensive line has been bad. I get it, but it's not like they got the fearsome foursome on the other side over there. So uh, they have troubles on defense. So I'll take the Dolphins. But again, it's not a play I really love. Uh, I'm just taking it because it's the home team against the bad team. And when bad teams come play bad teams, you got to think that the road team is going to have problems. Well, Tyrod Taylor is back. He's expected to play. This was reported before we hopped on the podcast. So um, I took it early in the week at plus seven. Um, I have it as a best bet here at plus six and a half. It moved to five and a half with with that news. I think it's going to keep going down because the Dolphins are a bad team. Um, you know, I was on Houston last week knowing that Tyrod would practice, and I thought we'd get great value on Houston if he played. He didn't play. That line went up. We didn't get great value. They still almost covered in the back door uh, miraculously. They did on the closing number. So congrats if you got them on the closing number. Um, so this line barely accounts for him him playing because you move it a lot when you have Tyrod in there versus um, Davis Mills um, and Dolphins don't deserve to be favorites of more than three again against any competent team and and this team showed they could be competent with Tyrod they won their first game against a bad team they were um, you know, even with the Browns and then he got hurt and they've been a disaster since so now that the trade deadline has passed I think Texans players can can that remain on the team can focus on getting wins they don't have to worry about whether they're going to be playing in a week or two um, and so with Miami not being you know no business being these big favorites um, you know teams can run on Houston with great success too Miami has attempted the fewest rushes with 3.8 yards per carry in the league so I don't know that They'll commit to the run. Two is dealing with a finger injury on his throwing hand. I mean, there's a lot here that trends to where the Dolphins shouldn't be this big favorite. So love getting Houston plus six and a half as a best bet. Yeah, uh, Houston as a best bet at plus six and a half for me as well. And uh, I'm sort of, you know, when I was looking at this game, it's it's basically the same logic that RJ was talking about last week. I, I didn't like the Texans last week because I didn't think, I didn't know if Tyrod was going to be back. And uh, you are correct. Uh, David Kelly actually announced it. He was our starting quarterback and got hurt. Kelly said he's back healthy now and he's starting. The fact he's been our leader going into the year, will that help us? I hope so. We'll see. It should. Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills, as we pointed out, was is an un, unfairly, um, had this situ, situation unfairly foisted upon him. And a rookie quarterback with that kind of protection and that those kind of weapons is just not going to win a ton of games. But they did manage to score against the Rams late, as you point out, coming in the back door on that on the on the final number. I I think we've got a situation where Tyrod Taylor and the the Texans could go win this game in Miami. This is like a sort of a like a spite revenge spot too for all these draft picks that these teams have swapped, where the Texans would love nothing more. And I know that they, the players don't care about this, but like they would be the, like if the Texans would have nothing more than to make the Dolphins sink even further and maybe give away the top overall pick to the Eagles uh, this 
coming yeah, off season. De- definitely sprinkle some of my money on. That's what I do. When I put my play in, it was about sixty percent on the spread, or sixty-five percent and thirty-five on the the money line. So um, I definitely think there's a chance they win this game. Absolutely, uh, Browns at the Bengals, massive game. Um, uh, let me ask you this, Pete. Uh, I, th- I thought Andrew Siciliano tweet this on uh, Wednesday evening. So this has been the craziest forty-eight hours of in, in an NFL news cycle that he can remember. Do you think that that's I, I, initially I was like that's that's not true. There've been crazier cycles, but I mean, this has been a pretty wild forty-eight hours in the NFL, including the Odell Beckham is just never going to play for the Browns again, and they're going to keep him active and not trade him or not cut him uh, situation that's unfolding here with Cleveland. It has been a crazy 48 hours. I mean, it's hard to say it's been the craziest 48 hours. I mean, we've had periods in free agency where it's been gotten nuts. Yeah. Yeah, no. But but the thing about Odell Beckham, and, and I've sent out some some videos on him. Odell Beckham has bad, 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 bad body language. And in fairness to him, there's been times he's been open and he hasn't thrown it to him. Um but he's not getting open as much as he like you him and his dad would like you to believe. I don't think he's as good as he used to be. I don't think he's close to being as good as he used to be. And that's concerning. So I get it. He's frustrated. But every single play that he doesn't get the ball, he thinks he's open and he's got some bad body language. And on the fourth down play, you know, I, I sent the tweet out last night. I didn't send the play out, but I saw that Chris Trapasso, who works for us, did send the play out. It's fourth down. At the end of the game, you're down five, and he's got a safety over the top. I get it. He jogged his route. You can't do that. And so I think they, the whole situation, they looked at it and they said, you know what, we, we're better off without this guy. It's not like he's winning consistently. Just get him out of here. And and that's what I would do. And everybody out there, oh, you got to go get Odell Beckham. He's the greatest. No, he's not. He's not the same player. He hadn't been good for three years. So hey, hey, I think. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, by the way, I told, you know, I told Pete today, RJ and Diva, told him on text. Exactly. I said, I said, Pete, I think you'd be great on TikTok. And Pete got mad at me and thought I was being really sarcastic about him being on TikTok. I said, no, like these TikTokers eat up like the, Feel like like tape like all twenty two tape. Debo, can you please confirm to Pete that I was not being sarcastic and that he would be a legend on TikTok? Yeah, this is this is one of those rare cases for Brinson. Uh, film is highly regarded in the TikTok community. Wow, you'd be a, who you'd knew? Be a, I thought that all he did was do crazy dances. You could <laughs> you could be the next uh, Patrick Mahomes brother. You could I be think, the next I think we set like week eleven by the time we get. Prisco on TikTok. One TikTok a week for the Pick 6 account. Let's do it, Pete. It won't be from the Pick 6 account. It'll be my account. You, so I, <laughs> but I become a TikTok legend. All right. <laughs> we got 200K followers to push out there. Yeah, well, I'll have 500 because I'm going to be a TikTok legend. I'm going to have <laughs> old man takes. Like, I don't need nobody motivating me. <laughs> you know, that's um, that's become a thing on Twitter. You know that. Everybody sends out, oh, my good morning motivational speech oh, for the yeah. day. Get it out of here. Yeah, I don't need that. You guys, no, no, I don't think most people don't. Get, get up and do your work. Um, right. Anyway, the uh, Browns minus two – or excuse me, the I'm Bengals gonna the minus Bengals. two and a half. I'm going to take the Bengals here. I think the Bengals – you know what happened to the Bengals? They went to Baltimore. They had a sandwich game. They got caught in between. They looked up. Next thing they know, they go, oh, no. Oh, no. How are we getting out from underneath this? 
and they started to get out from underneath it, and they couldn't get out from underneath it. And and before it was, it was the game was done. So I think they'll play better in this one. I still think the Browns have issues uh, in terms of throwing the football. We know that. And so I'm going to take the Bengals in this spot. Yeah, I have the Bengals as the best bet. Line had been waffling between two and a half and three. I think you definitely need to grab two and a half because it'll get bet up to, to three or more. Um, Cleveland beats bad teams by relying on the run game. The offense hasn't looked good aside from that, that win against the Chargers, who are terrible against the run, as we know. Uh, Beckham's situation is a complete distraction this week. I don't know how they're going to respond. Maybe they do like to have him out of the locker room and, and they rally around that, but I just think it's too much of a distraction. Everybody getting asked about it. Um, since he isn't a bad team, despite the loss and the letdown spot to the Jets, the run defense is fifth in yards per rush allowed. Um, so I, I think that they will be able to handle the, the Browns offense pretty easily. Uh, Browns defense overall numbers are good, but they gave up 33 to the Chiefs, 47 to the Chargers, and 37 to Arizona. Well, when you play these good offenses, it seems like they can be beat. And the Cincy offense, I think at this point, is good. I think the line should be Cincy minus six, so a ton of value getting in at two and a half. I love uh, Bengals as a best bet. I am going to play the narrative game here, and I know you guys like the Bengals. I will take the Browns. I think that if you – I don't know why – Baker Mayfield plays better without Odell Beckham. It doesn't make any, I mean, aside from the fact that as Pete points out, as, t- as, 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 as uh, Pete, Pete, Pete Puck, I'm trying to think, what's, what could you do? TikTok name? Pete, Pick Puck, Pick Puck. Um, Pete Where Brisco, are you going? I don't know. Pete Frisco on, on TikTok is what I was trying to go with that. As you point out, Beckham has been lazy. Like he hasn't played well. He's had a ton of drops. But um, I think that. The I, I just I just think the Browns are going to have this spite game for Odell Beckham where Beckham's gone and Baker comes out. This is like Baker's mo is just playing well to spite somebody. So I will take the Browns as a best bet, catching two and a half in what will forever be known as the Odell Beckham game because Baker blows up and has a huge game against the Bengals. Uh, and it's simply out of spite. That's all. That's the only narrative that I'm taking. I don't care that it's stupid. Uh, by the way, the last time the Browns beat the Bengals, week seven, 2020, when Odell Beckham tore his, uh, tore his ACL. Disappeared. By the way, by the way, I mean, you're trying to come up with a name for Prisco for TikTok. He already has the perfect handle if he's going to be breaking down film, and that's at Learn the Game. At Learn the Oh, there you go. <laughs> learn Did you stand up and learn the game on, uh, on on TikTok? No, I have. We're going to get him set up. Yeah, make him make him learn the game. Make sure it's a uh, nobody take that because we're going to get Pete set up with that. Uh, by the way, this is the seventh time the Bengals have started five and three. They've only made the playoffs twice when they started five and three and out of twice, two out of seven. That is pretty terrible. 1981 and 1990. That's kind of wild. Broncos at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus 10 over under 49 and a half, Pete. Yeah, and I think Dak Prescott's going to play, right? I mean, it looks that way. And uh, he's trending in that direction. So I think they get back track on offense. The Denver offense is putrid. It's really bad. And I think, 10 points is a ton in this. It just I hate laying double digits, but I'm going to lay it here. I don't love this game. But what is the message of Von Miller going out the door saying to the players in that building that you're playing for the future? And they don't even have Chubb back. They have some young guys they like. But I think Dak Prescott, even back limited, is going to be able to do whatever he wants with those receivers. I know Lamb is, is banged up too, but I'm going to take the Cowboys and lay the 10. I don't love it, but I will lay the 10. 
Yeah, it says that we're four and four. We're in the thick of this division race, and we don't think we have a chance. That's why we're trading our best defensive player in Von Miller. Um, so Denver's not good, and they know it. Uh, and that sends a message to the to the uh, the locker room pretty emphatically. I got this in early Cowboys minus seven and a half before that that deal um, because I thought with Dak back it was going to trend up anyway. Um, so uh, I played it at seven and a half. Um, I think the uh, Denver only managed two hundred seventy three yards against the Washington defense. That's gotten gashed, and they had Judy back for that game. So I think the window's kind of closed on getting value on Dallas. If you didn't get it early in the week, um, I wouldn't play it here at 10. Um, so I hope you jumped on it early. Um, I don't think there's really a play to be made at this point. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I was betting on this game, I would take the Cowboys. I think you just begrudgingly have to take Dallas as, like, I, there, there, are too many, there are too many, like, guys who are up in the air right now for, for to really make this a – a best bet of any kind, right? I mean, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb are all in the injury report. When I was making my, writing my picks up last night, why am I hearing myself? Um, did you hear that? Once is enough for us. Come on. Yeah, that okay. I was like, who is that suave sounding gentleman yelling on my telephone? Um, I was trying to get in the chat and explain something, but I won't. Uh, anyway. Oh, by the way, if you're, in, if you're in the YouTube chat, hit the like button, smash that puppy. Bang. Um, I would. I think I would take the Cowboys here, but I just I need to know more about the specific injury uh, injuries related to that offense. And then Tyron Smith, I'm a little concerned about that too. We've seen the the Cowboys completely crater when Tyron Smith is is missing, but that's something to watch. Without Von Miller, no Bradley Chubb, I don't. I think the Broncos are a little toothless on offense, and Dak should be able to uh, put up plenty of points in this matchup. I would take the the Cowboys fight to make a pick today. Pan, pa, eh, Patriots at the Panthers. Patriots minus three and a half over under 41 beat. Yeah. And this is one of those situations where I, I think back-to-back road games kind of goes out the window and gets evened out by the fact that Belichick is so good in, in getting his team ready to play again. And they, they look to me like, a team that's getting better on defense by the week. And Mac Jones is getting better. So I, the Carolina offense is awful. I don't care who plays quarterback. And Sam Darnold looks like he's going to be back. He's bad. The line is bad. It's a bad offense. And Belichick will eat that thing alive. So for that reason, uh, I don't like usually like Lance points in this spot with a team playing consecutive road games, but I'm going to. I'm going to take the Patriots. Yeah, it was uh, three and a half. It climbed a little from three and a half, and now it's back to three and a half. Um, 80% of the tickets have been on New England. Everybody wants to be on New England. You can see why, because they look good the last few weeks. Carolina's defense might be getting back into form with Gilmore in the fold. It's a major event for revenge spot for that guy, obviously. Mm. I know Prince is going to play the revenge narrative there on him, but, but you don't get is. any more any more revenge in this spot than Stephon Gilmore. Um, McCaffrey looks like he might be back. That would be huge for this offense. We saw how the offense fell apart completely, um, but no certainty that he does at this point. We can't, we can't just assume he's going to be back. We saw that with Tyrod last week. Um, so I can't see Darnold having success against a Belichick defense. And if Darnold can't play, I can't see PJ Walker having success against a Belichick defense. So I would lean to the Patriots also at minus three and a half, even though, um, you know, with my power ratings, I think there's a little bit of value on the Panthers, but I just, that defense against these quarterbacks, I can't take it. Yep, uh, I got the uh, Patriots as the best bet. I actually didn't even think about the Dar- the um, the Stephon Gilmore revenge game. I must be slipping in my old age. I, I do think that the Darnold thing, if if he plays, he has he both dealing with a concussion and a right shoulder injury, limited in practice on Wednesday. We'll see if he can go. The last time Belichick and Darnold squared off, I believe, would have been the Seeing Ghost Monday Night Primetime game where Darnold was so shook by by the Patriots defense that they, the the Jets were unable to move the football and. 
this Panthers offense is not much better. If Christian McCaffrey's back, maybe that changes a little bit. The Panthers defense is playing uh, playing well, but they're 19th in the NFL in rush DVOA. And Damian Harris, last four games, 17.3 rush attempts per game, 86.3 rush yards per game, and five rushing touchdowns. He should eat in this spot. And Matthew Judon, fourth in the NFL with eight sacks, the most sacks by a Pats player since 2018. He will definitely eat in this spot because the Panthers' offensive line is a abject disaster that, that the offense just can't get going. I don't see the I don't see how the Panthers score more than fourteen to seventeen points here, and I think the Patriots will be able to get up to three rushing touchdowns, maybe all from Damian Harris. We'll see. Bears at the Steelers. Yeah, Patriots best bet for me. Bears at the Steelers. Steelers minus six and a half over under of forty. Pete. I think the Steelers are getting things going, and and it's obviously it starts with their defense, and this is a bad spot for that that Bears offense. Justin Fields had to run last week, and he did, but that's not the way you survive in this league consistently. And, and so I think the Steelers are going to get after him, bad offensive line in front of him, and they're going to turn turn the ball over, lead the short fields. You know Pittsburgh's offense, uh, they're running the ball better, the line is getting better. Uh, so I'm going to take the Steelers minus the points in this one. The Pittsburgh pass rush could destroy the Chicago offense and that offensive line. Um, so that's my concern. Everything else points me to the Bears on this one. Justin Fields coming off one of his better games, uh, getting zero respect here. Maybe that's because Matt Nagy's back on the sideline. Um, you know, then that everybody kind of predicts that offense is going to fall apart again. Um, but the Pittsburgh offense still isn't really impressing me at all. I'm surprised they're laying so many points, even against a bad team. Um, the total's telling you it's going to be a low-scoring game at 40. And then um, those big spreads, six and a half, is an even tougher cover when the total's only 40, because that means Chicago is hardly scoring anything. And that could be the case in this game, you know, if, if the Pittsburgh front gets after it and just dominates that defensive, that offensive line. So um, I'm only a lean to the Bears, a strong lean. You know, I, I think you might be able to get seven later in the week um, on a, or on a, a Monday. So uh, we'll, look, we'll look to play that. If it gets, does get to seven, I'm probably definitely on it. Yeah, this one is, I mean, it's just tricky, right? This is the Monday night game, Very. obviously. Yeah, I mean, like I, I think I I look at the number and immediately think, man, the bear. That's too many points for a Bears team that could potentially come through the back door. But I, I kind of side with Pete and and think the Steelers might be starting to cook a little bit, and and maybe we'll uh, be able to make a playoff run here when everybody is, had buried them for dead. Uh, and the thing with the offensive line, RJ, is just terrifying. I mean, they could they're going to be in Justin Fields' kitchen all night long in this game. It'll be a, a pretty hectic – I think it'll be a pretty crazy environment there in Pittsburgh. Tough spot for for a young quarterback even. And, and like, he he played he played better, but it was mostly because he was just running around and, um, you know, and, and they I, – I don't know. I just – I can't back the Bears. They're just so lethargic. Um, it, it'll require a superhuman game from – uh, from Justin Fields. And and then you think about the Bears defense and all the injuries that they're dealing with. The Steelers should be able to run against them, even with the Steelers' bad offensive line. I think the injuries and sort of the matchup just favors the Steelers here. I don't like laying it, but I, I will in this case, not as a best bet. Finally, the Bills, minus 14 and a half at the Jaguars, over under 48 and a half. Josh Allen in his last six road starts, five and one, 37.3 points per game, 316 pass yards a game, 21 touchdowns, and two interceptions. Does uh does he start building an, an MVP case this week in uh in Jay Vegas, Pete? Jacksonville's pass defense is awful. Yep. I mean, awful. They can't rush the passer, they don't cover. And I don't think we've seen the best of the Bills passing game yet this year. I don't think Diggs is putting up the numbers that'll eventually get to. Uh, and I think this is the perfect spot for that to start happening. Uh, I think Josh Allen has a monster day here. 
they light them up. It will be more Bills fans in that stand, maybe stands maybe this week than Jaguar fans. So I'll take Buffalo. Yeah, the uh, vast majority of the tickets this week have been on Buffalo because Jacksonville is objectively terrible. Um, Buffalo did cover against Miami. It was a six-point game late in the fourth quarter, and the offense hadn't played well. So um, it's interesting that even on their their games where they're bad against uh, bad defenses, they're still able to pull it out and cover. Um, I don't trust the Jacksonville offense that much. They might be able to get to 17-20 to 20 if the Buffalo defense kind of is on cruise control in a game they expect to win. Um, Buffalo isn't a run in the second half, went ahead and, and chew the clock up team. They're going to throw, 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 and Josh Allen's going to go for that MVP. So I think they can score 40. I, th- I think my lean here is to the over at 48 and a half. I'm not great on total, so I don't want to put it in as a best bet. But if I'm taking this game, it's going to be the over. You get yeah, in the car and heading up. You get in the car and heading up there, RJ. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't if I didn't see it, drive, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's not only, that long. It's a four and a half hours. No, yeah. That's, I, if I want to watch the Bills, I mean, there's a much closer team. I can watch them play every year. So. Yeah, you're true. That's true. Is it really only four and a half hours? Or it was further than that. No, it's four and a half. Believe me, I've made it many a time. It's four and a half hours. Yeah, you used to fly instead of driving. What a diva you are. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, the uh, look, I I wish this was thirteen and a half because I make the Bills a best bet like last week, and they did. They they snuck in the back door. I mean, they they had no. It was like the reverse. No back business door. covering. No yeah. business covering, but they did it anyway. Thank you, Bills, for uh, helping me avoid a uh, helping me four and one four and one week on my best bets. Thanks four and two. Four and four one and two. Stop with four the four and, and one. Four and two. Four and one week. We're getting hot. It's the perfect I went, time. I went. I went two and zero oh last week. It was pretty. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I eliminated all my losers too. I had three and zero. Oh. Good week for mm. me. Interesting. Interesting how you guys are doing that. Uh, I agree with you though. I think this is Josh. This is a forty burger from the Bills. And the only question is, will the Jaguars score? I think they will. So I, I would tend to side with RJ on that over being a pretty good bet. I mean, that's a high total for a good defense going up against a terrible team. I think it implies, like, what is the what is the Buffalo team total in this game? Do we know? Uh, the over-under is 48.5, um, so it would be probably 48.5, I think. Let's see if I can. Well, Trevor Lawrence is throwing the guys who weren't on the team when the season started. Those are his top two two guys. Well, Agnew was a converted corner kick returner. Oh, man. I'll tell you what's a good bet on on, on Caesars right now. We talked about this last week, too. Bills over three and a half touchdowns, minus 120. That's like they're going to score four touchdowns in this game. I agree. I agree. Um, Okay. So yeah, I would lean towards the Bills, but uh, don't uh, not certainly not a best bet for me. Uh, we need one more leg for the parlay. We'll put the Bills in. Bills in. Either, How the Bills either, over? Yeah, either the Bills over on that game or either one. Either one. Either one. Both Pete, is, is Pete's audio bad for you? Yeah, me? let's let's Pete. We'll talk to you next week. See you. See you, Pete. So we that's, can stick we, we can stick with that over under the other two, two I was looking at were Packers because I know you guys both like that and I was a lean there even though I threw the other side in the teaser and then Patriots I think was the other one where we leaned up on lined up on so uh, if we want to go Bills Jaguars over I'm fine with that yeah uh, okay let's go Bills over Bills over forty eight and a half so the can't miss Pete's gone yes we know his audio is terrible it was killing us too. It was easier for for Debo just to let Pete go try and fix the audio. That's just how it works. Be glad that Pete's audio is only bad for. Um, he lasted seventy minutes. That's impressive. I, I think he sabotages it intentionally. As we get close to the end, so we can leave early. <laughs> That's right. The won't hit parlay. 
is 49ers plus one, Chargers minus one and a half, Bills over 48 and a half. I think it's going to hit this week, actually. Uh, Pete Prisco's best bets, Giants plus three, Falcons plus six, Vikings plus six. Look, oh my Lord, look at all these dogs. 49ers plus one, Packers plus seven and a half, and Rams, Titans over 53 and a half. RJ's best bets. Texans plus six and a half. Bengals minus two and a half. By the way, leave your best bet in the comments on YouTube and hit that like button if you're watching, no matter what, whether it's live or not. Bengals minus two and a half. Chargers minus one and a half. 49ers plus one and a Rams and Chiefs teaser. Uh Uh-oh. Why do I have so many best bets? My best bets. Chargers minus one and a half. 49ers plus one. Pats minus three and a half. Browns plus two and a half. Packers plus seven and a half. Titans over 53 and a half. Texans plus six and a half. And Ravens minus six. What could go wrong with eight best bets, RJ? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Why why do I like most of those picks? This is going to be an awful week. I need to to take a step back. (laughs) I don't know. I was feeling it. I wrote these down. I was feeling it last night Um, when I was doing my picks. I was just sort of, man, I kind of like some of these bets. Um, I, I, I almost took... Two or three of them out of there, but then five felt like too few. But eight, eight is eight. What could go wrong with eight best bets in a, in a week of professional? So if, if if you're one of the people that um put an eight leg parlay together, fading all of those picks, good luck. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I like I like a lot of those picks, so I might I might just have to do it as a as a hedge. As an emotion, a hedge against I think your Brinson can't possibly put two good weeks in a row together. So oh, I can't. Babe. We're getting hot. It's time to. I gotta I gotta I gotta get back to get back to above five hundred. I hope so. If you're hot, I'm hot this week because we had we shared some picks there. Well, those are the all organic, uh, organic grass fed, hundred percent, hundred percent organic grass fed uh, picks right there. No, no hormone, hormone freeze. We like to like to joke around our college football picks. Um, eight no, that's right, Jacob. We're going eight no, baby. Believer, we're getting hot this weekend. Um, okay, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For uh, Pete's crappy audio, for RJ, for Debo, I'm Brentson. We will see you guys on Sunday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.